think you're doing pretty good, though. Learn. This is quite a setup. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I had the background from, like, you know, we just briefly kind of went over, like, the, you know, you bought one of my old cameras when I was upgrading. I was yes. into that, like, whole photography thing. Yeah. In, like, the bodybuilding sphere. And mm -hmm. I think we probably got out of that for both, like, the same reasons. Like, it was kind of a little toxic. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. Know, was that your experience it. with it, too? Yeah, especially, like, when I got into the photography stuff. Like, it's fun. Like, everything kind of or everybody kind of wanted like my services, but, mm. um, they didn't want to pay for it. Like they were going to be the <laughs> right. next best thing. And, you know, they were going to be right. the superstar and, you know, their pictures were going to catapult me to like, <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, the top. Yeah. When in reality, like I started taking pictures cause like me and my girlfriend, uh, wife now, mm -hmm. uh, Caitlin, were doing like a ton of hiking and camping. And she was always like, Hey, like, do you remember when we did this? And I was like, Oh, not really. Right. She'd be like, oh, here, look at these pictures. Like, this was super fun. I was like, oh, well, maybe we should start taking pictures of stuff. Like, good ones. Yeah, and, like, yeah. mom was always super into it. She was, like, a, tr you know, she was a film camera gal. Oh, really? Um, And I was always so resistant mm -hmm. to taking pictures because mom was like, you moved. And it was like, you know, you got kids, I'm sure. You got, yeah. You, everybody's got a phone now. It's like, take a picture. Yeah. And she was, like, hauling that rig out, and it was a huge friggin', you know, film <laughs> camera. I'm running to go was, get film. Right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, hold on. We got to, I got to put some more film in. It was like, oh, man. It was always like such a process. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of why I, I got into it. And then like anything, I kind of get a little bit like I go all in, like I kind of go deep. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Right. So <laughs> it is so true. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I don't know, for better or worse, whatever. Some some stuff probably for best. And I some, think it's good overall. I think it's like it's a superpower. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate that. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like it's a curse, but uh <laughs> But yeah, no, it uh, it kind of got me to here. I had the stuff laying around, and um, I was just kind of thinking about cool ways to engage with people. And like, yeah. I've never huge on social media, and I know you said like you really like you know pumping out the content, and you can always use yeah. more. And yeah. I was just like, man, like I don't want to be like that annoying realtor guy. <laughs> But I want also people to know that I'm doing it because I think I, f I I know I started like the first year like in that like corporate mindset we're like oh it's just gonna come to me uh, right and i'm sure Not you quite. right no yeah. no that's a learning i feel like that's a huge learning curve i think that no matter what industry you're in like whether this, yeah no sweat <laughs> like whether you're you know hustling houses or fitness programs or g wagons or, <laughs> <laughs> or you know photography whatever it is that you're doing i think that you have to be you ha especially today you have to be very comfortable getting on camera miking up and like being the annoying realtor guy or being the annoying fitness girl right. or whatever you want to call it and i guess you know for me like my mindset on that shifted so much when i realized like there's no way that i'm going to be able to make the impact that i want to make without you know putting on a mic and getting on camera and like saying what I want to say essentially right so yeah I very much have had to also like just get over the concept of being like oh am I annoying people and you know am I constantly like jamming the same messaging down people's throats all the time but honestly like people aren't going to remember who you are or what you do or what you sell because you pumped out one piece of content with one message. You right. have to take that same message and basically recycle it and regurgitate it 400 billion times. And then you have a, a fully like stocked Instagram page 
like a feed full of messaging that lands with your like that lands with your clients and then you become like the guy that believes in x you know the guy that wants to serve his clients in x way and you know what i mean like this is how i do my process and people get to know you that way i think you nailed it um the biggest thing for me is um they get to see us and me in my content and you and yours, mm-hmm. um, you know, chatting about, you know, different topics on whether it's in the podcast, some of my reels maybe might be, might be hard to get a little bit of feel for like my personality. Cause it's like, you know, three risk factors in the real estate, my blah, blah, right. blah, blah. And it's just right. like, whatever. But like here people can kind of get a feel for who I am before they reach out. 100%. So I think it's, you know, and, and just from speaking from experience, like, you know, I met my realtor in the gym. He was just like, Hey, you know why? Re- <laughs> and hey. he, he was just hey. like, hey, I sell houses. And it was like very much like, and they say like, you know, you probably know one or two realtors. And if you don't, you're picking the first one that pops up. 100%. So yeah. <clears throat> for me, people get to look at my content, see what I'm about. Yeah. You know, see, I'm not all about just a transaction. Like I like to build a community. Like this mm-hmm. is the whole point because it's not fun to come up on your own. And I probably said no. it, and pe- I sound probably like a broken record for anybody that consistently follows. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very much like if you're in my circle and you have a service and I need it or can support it in any way, mm-hmm. like that's what I'm about. Like I grew up rurally; yeah. you only had so many electricians, plumbers, right? You know, so you, okay. you supported your community. Yeah, I found it. Uh, it's a little lacking lately. I find and, yeah. in Halifax, you find well, not since I've kind of come into. Um, to this business and, and, and kind of found some, some spheres of people that are yeah. like-minded. Yeah. But, um, you really have to create it. I find like you, mm. and I think it's really cool that you're like, that you're all about that because I mean, I, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I'm new on the scene. I'm not, not new to Halifax. Um, and I feel like I have a pretty, pretty decent network, but new to the entrepreneurial 100%. sort of space. Oh, Jesus. And like the small business community, I guess, of Halifax. And for me personally, like, I don't know if it's just because I have that personality where I'll go out and like beat down doors to do whatever I need to do to meet hey, people. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Though. But like, I found it to be so receptive and just so kind. And especially not to, you know, make it about like women versus men or whatever, but like the female entrepreneurial community in in Halifax in particular has been what I've really connected with 100%. just because of the giveaways that I've done. I've, I've like linked up with other um, small business owners because they just frankly offered services that I really like, you know, like the Bedford Skin Clinic or like House of yeah. Moda or any, you know. Um, so, but I found, I was like flabbergasted when I started to reach out to these very well established, well known businesses, and it was just like completely received with open arms, like so kind. And you know, again, not to be negative, but <clears throat> that's not always the case with women. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you you really gotta. It takes a while to sort of get in. You know what I mean? Right. It can be a little clicky and stuff. But okay. I found none of that. None, none of that. Of it. No, it's just been like what's up you're doing this oh my god we support you we love it we're here for you what do you need unbelievable yeah i mean that's a great uh that's great to hear and yeah very much a similar <clears throat> experience i mean i'm sure like in the real estate sphere um yeah, i mean there's a lot of us and in the entrepreneurial sphere everyone's yeah. competitive yeah um but in the same sense it's like you know you can there's enough cake for everyone so if you oh, could collaborate yes. with others 
yeah and help each other come up i mean that's the whole point and that's the point of the podcast and to your point nobody anybody that i've reached out to meet for coffee Mm -hmm. happy to do it i've had one person and i mean i've talked to a lot of people yeah one person said no yeah and one person out of the 25 people i think you're the 25th yeah said no (laughs) episode number 25 (laughs) but um you know very well received Uh, everybody's always seemingly open to have a chat talking Mm -hmm. i mean if you're passionate about what you do and you have an opportunity to get on a platform, I'm not Joe Rogan or anything, but you know, no, I got a few followers and we're getting good traction on the reels and yeah, and it gets your word out there. And to your point, like I was very much of the, the opinion in the past, like, Oh, I'll do a couple of posts and I'll blow up or whatever. No, you know? it's no, like, it's you like you get a hammer it year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone that you look at, like, I think, you know, Sure, there's going to be the random person who's like gone viral, right? You know, from like one post or something like that. But literally, look at any person that you know that you follow on social media that you admire what they do. That you're like, oh man, like I kind of I want like oh they've got like all these followers and all this engagement on their stuff, and I love the content that they pump out. It's like man, but scroll back, right? Right? Scroll back, Watch and if you up. go back far enough, and like chances are, if it's someone that's really established, like you're gonna be scrolling for a while because they've pumped out a shitload of content. Hundred percent. And you can watch the evolution of it. You know what I mean? You can see the polish sort of start to come on, and like everything starts to look more cohesive or whatever. I mean, I guess it, it really depends on like the the person that you're following. Um, and then I feel like sometimes once people get to a certain point where they have like so many followers, you look at like, for instance, like a Gary Vee, there's nothing cohesive about his, like it doesn't all look the same. Right. You know what I mean? You it's not about point, aesthetic. Yeah. You get to a point where like, okay, it's just the wild, wild west. You can kind of do whatever right, you right. want. But it is interesting though. Yeah. Like I think that a lot of people are like, okay, I'm just going to buy a fancy camera and like buy a mic and then it's all just going to come to me. It's like, no, you're going to have to. First of all, figure out how to use those things, which you could attest to. It's not mm-hmm. an easy skill. Yeah, I still make mistakes. Oh my god, and the the yeah the technical difficulties that you run into, but but yeah, like you have to really learn like how to actually make good content. And I think that this is I just recently actually hired a business coach, and one thing that we've been working on a lot is how you need to understand who your ideal client actually is, like really really, really, really know them and then start to make content that caters exactly to their pain points and their pleasure points and what they're experiencing. And I feel like that's kind of the magic sauce. And so recently that's exactly what I've been personally working on is just like trying to get a very clear image of that like ideal client avatar. What what does that person look like? And right. what are they feeling? What does their day look like? What do they do? What do they like? What do they hate? And then making content that caters specifically to that. Yeah, you got to find your niche, right? Oh, is it niche or niche? That is up for debate. Right? I say niche. Okay, me too. Yeah, I say niche. My coach says niche. Okay. But if you do call it a niche, there is a cool saying, which is that the riches are in the niches. <laughs> which I think that's I like pretty cool. It. You can see the riches are in the yeah, niches. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, I think, yeah, if you the, the sort of – the more her her whole thing that she says, and I know it's been said time and again, is that the more niche that you are, the more you're recognized as like a specialist in your industry versus especially 
like I know both of us are, I guess, in pre-saturated industries, but like particularly the online fitness space is like, I mean, it's so overdone. There's just so much of, of general sort of fluffy coaches that are just like, I'm going to like make you feel your best or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. Versus, you know, the verbiage and language that you would use if you're speaking to a very, very specific audience would be like, I help women 25 to 40 years old who are like neurodivergent or have ADHD, I'm going to help you build habits and systems and routines that will help you build confidence and live a healthy lifestyle. It's like, that's pretty specific. Right. So if you land on my page, I mean, there might be parts of my content, like for instance, the ADHD stuff that land with you, but there's not a, um, but, but it's not going to be for everybody then. Right. And I think people hesitate to niche down because they're like, but I don't want, you know, like to not appeal to the, uh, for instance, for me, a big thing is I'm like, well, I kind of like, I don't want to not appeal to men because I do love, like, I love men. I have great relationships with a lot of men in my life, but that's really not, I have a way better chance at helping someone who I have established. It's not about who you like. I love everybody. You know what I mean? I tried like, to you know, Yeah. And I know you're that type of person too. I'm like, I love, I've got a lot of time for everyone. So it's easy to want to help everybody, but sometimes you got to check yourself and be like, but who can I really help? You know what I mean? Because I have worked with a couple of men and it's a bust. It's like, it's not, it's, I just can't help them in the same way that I can help a woman who is like a new mom who has ADHD, who can't get her shit together and like figure out how to fuel her body properly and move her body. So if I, you know, it's, it's not just about me. I have to go, okay, who do I have the best crack at like really, really, really helping? And then the more niche that I go, the more someone that is my ideal client is going to land on my page and be like, your content makes me feel like you are reading my mind. Yeah. That's, right? I like mean, that's exactly how I feel. I can't believe that this service exists. Like, holy shit. Wow. There's a person that can teach me about fitness and blah, blah, blah. And it's specifically for like new moms with ADHD. Right? Which isn't exactly what I've been doing. But, you know, so. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like then the the – automatically like all the dms that you'll get and stuff like that are just really qualified leads already because you've already weaved out so many questions and that's exactly like going back to what i said like you know you're catering to your niche like women are your thing and i love your content that's why i reached out and i'm always like i'm a you know i'm attracted by like people that like run their business like with passion and like they care and it's like you know yeah. you can very much tell like and I have had a hard time with it you know because I got like forced out of my old job mm-hmm. restructured non-performance mm-hmm. related Unilever great company mm-hmm. um but when I pivoted and you know I had to go study for my real estate license mm-hmm. and when I pivoted I was so hungry to get back to like my financial comfort level right that I was so focused on the transaction Mm-hmm. That I was losing what was really important. It was like growing the relationship with your clients. Right. Um, so there's some tough lessons up front. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'm like you. Like I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm competitive. So like, you know, and you know very much uh, in the social media sphere, um, as an entrepreneur, things don't always come as fast as you want them to. So no, it's, it takes time. I found when I focused myself on doing value-added content thinking about what like think about when I bought my first home I knew nothing right zero yeah I didn't do any research Mm -hmm. 
And I, if you would have been my, I'd been like, Chloe, you're the realtor. Tell me everything. Right. I don't got time for shit. Yeah. So now, like, I'm like, well, I was sitting there asking these questions. And, you know, I'm, I was young at the time when I bought my, you know, me and Caitlin bought this place like eight years ago. Right. So we were kind of hesitant to ask questions because they're the professional. We're, we don't know anything. But <laughs> right. So and that's literally the job. Exactly. <laughs> is to answer the questions, right? So my content, like people probably think I'm doing it for me and to make me money. Now, that is a byproduct, obviously, a positive byproduct. But like I'm making the content for you guys. Right. I want to answer questions that maybe you're too nervous to ask people. Right. And then, you know... If you have other questions, you know, hopefully the content makes you comfortable enough with me mm-hmm. to reach out. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very well much in the infancy of doing this. Like I just mm-hmm. started pumping out content, um, mid December. Mm-hmm. And like, you could say, look back at my page, like lighting sucks, the framing sucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was doing it. That's the thing. And it's sometimes it's like done and I've been big on pushing this lately sometimes. And especially when you're just getting going it's counterintuitive to anything that we have ever been taught. But in the beginning, it is, I think, like, Gary Vee does, like, make a lot of sense when he's, like, quantity over quality in the beginning. Just sure. get it out there. Start to just, just like, you know, start to, like, grease the wheels a little bit. You know what I yeah. mean? And just, like, figure out, because in the beginning, it is very much throwing spaghetti at the wall. Right? You're just like, I'm just going to throw spaghetti at the wall here yeah, and see what sticks. Just throw pots. And it's the pots and pots <laughs> and pots and hours and hours and hours sticking, of work, right? though. And it's so much work. It is a it's lot. It's so much work. Like, you can, in my week, it's crazy. Like, now I, it's it started to get a little bit out of control lately how much time I'm spending, like, making content. Because the other thing, too, is I, I love it, right? The, the creative process of it is I like, like it it's, it's a ball. I've never pegged myself as a creative guy, but like, definitely can't can't really say that now oh my god (laughs) yeah look around yeah no 100 percent. and i think that that like the creativity um and like the sort of entrepreneurial spirit and creativity are fully inter like they're woven together very much you know all part of the same fabric i think like i've never met somebody who is entrepreneurial who and yes sure there are people who have that entrepreneurial spirit who are also very like analytical and you know logical thinkers so they just they'll dismiss their creativity and be like no like that's not really me but dude yeah it's always there yeah you know if you want to create something from the ground up you got to wear all the hats you got to wear yeah exactly or you got to hire a lot of people starting out don't have that no no a hundred percent and I mean once you get to the point where you can go and hire like a whatever virtual assistant or you can start to outsource yeah. like i got some... one if you need one. Oh, do you yeah. oh good my, my one of my best buds uh, clients of mine uh gail engelbretson okay sorry if i butchered that but uh, <laughs> in fairness wa- it sounds wa- like a tough one wave consulting also female ran business oh i love that okay uh, yeah she's super awesome okay she also uh runs another business called maze things Maze so she okay. started both of these businesses when she was on mat leave. You should talk to her. Oh, actually. wow. Sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. Started at mat <laughs> yeah. leave. Um, started Maze things. It's like she'll get like um, used clothing okay. that people don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll often buy it for like whatever they want and then she'll resell it. So it's kind of like a reselling thing. Okay, cool. And it's baby clothes oriented. And Oh, um, nice. I think okay. she does like some donations too. And, uh, you know, it's just like a side hustle to keep her busy while she's on mat leave. And also... 
Um, in turn, it's been kind of generating a little bit of side income because, you know, she had to go on mat leave and didn't have her full salary. And, right. You know, she was self-employed. And, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then uh, we were looking for a place. <clears throat> and they were like, yeah, we need a bigger place because, you know, we're just in an apartment. We got Mays and uh, or Maeve, sorry. Um, and they're like, yeah, we need a new place. So they hired me. It was like my first clients. It was oh, awesome. Really? Oh, that's we awesome. got them a place just down in middle Sackville. Beautiful spot. Love it. And they were like, yeah, we're, we need a new spot because we think we maybe have another kid in like a oh, year or two. Oh, they're moving again. No, no, no. This was oh, while okay, we were okay. looking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In yeah. 2021. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden we're at a showing and Gail's like, hey, can I talk to you? And I was like, shit, they're going to fire me or something. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, our plans changed. Oh, no way. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, we're going to have a kid, like another kid in nine months. Oh, no way. <laughs> so we got the Aww. house. She was just getting pregnant. Anyway, so she started this whole virtual consulting business yeah. while on mat leave for the second time. No way. And I think she's actually been like super busy, um, a little Good. bit of a rough patch getting a few things going, like just like administratively but yeah um, I'm very much uh, uh, getting close to requiring one for sure because yeah. the scheduling and the you know all the paperwork and the you know all the things yeah all of the admin I could is just like oh, yeah. I don't want to give it all away because there's like part of me that I need to have some control well and it's <laughs> interesting <that> no <laughs> no I think especially as it pertains to the content piece um outsourcing like copywriting and stuff like that mm. to me is just like I feel like you're just, I mean, sure, there are people who are going to be good at attempting to emulate your voice. Right. But I don't know, man. Like, there's certain elements of the marketing sort of flow that I feel like it would be fine to have someone else writing, for instance, an email for you or whatever. It's like, okay, that I could live with. Mm. But to have somebody writing my captions on my Instagram post, no. Like, yeah. that's me. That's my yeah. voice. And that's a, my number one way that I'm like getting clients yeah like so, people probably notice if it wasn't you right? yeah unless well, you're giving them the script and they're just posting it yeah I don't know or maybe that's just like totally conceited to, to, to think that people would know the difference but it would just be for me I'm like and eh, like I would see that and like my eye would twitch like I'm just right. like no I'm gonna need to do that myself do you and, hear of chat GPT okay yes so and then that's the other part of it too is I, I feel like to get ideas, that would be... I haven't actually used it. But you should. Yeah, yeah. I feel like to get ideas, yes. Um, but then I and I feel like it gives you the bones of like some really good content. But then you got to go in and like feather in your own voice. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for instance, like I use it as a tool to create content in the sense that it's like, what are three things people shouldn't buy when they're looking to buy a home? Oh my God. Okay, I do need to get on right? this. Right? And yeah. then it's like... Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, uh, <laughs> write it as if you were a realtor speaking to an audience. And it's like, okay, it'll rejig it a little bit. And then I take that and I'll kind of like take what I want out of it. I'll tape it under that camera and I just sit here and I have some of it memorized. Sometimes you'll see, I can't remember everything. So sometimes you'll see my eyes glance yep. at the page, but I very much use it for a tool to generate content because half the problem I think people have with generating content and mm. keep in mind, I'm not an expert, but I had to meander through this and make it as efficient as possible to get through the rest of my day. Yeah. Um, chat GPT or any AI based system. I think Bing's got one. I've messed around with it a little okay. bit just to pull. It takes out the research. Right. Cause and I mean that thing, I even got it to write me some like code, like programming languages, like it can write code. I was like, hey, I got a, for example, I have a Google Sheet 
it's got clients in it. Right. And I was like, hey, I need you to extract the first and last name and address and postal into a mailing label template. <laughs> Write me the code in Python. No way. And it goes 30 seconds. And you can even a button pops up where you can copy. And if you have a Python program, you can paste it in and it would ran the code. Yeah, man, it's it's really you got to fact check your shit, but it's I haven't found any mistakes yet. I mean, yeah, it's insane. It's God. It, I think about like the way that that will impact universities. It, it and can make your schedule. Make your schedule. Say okay. Let's just say you had to be here for okay. Did you have to be, drop the kids off on the way here? Um. Yeah, I had to drop. Yeah, my youngest. Yeah. So at eight or yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're like all right. So let's just take today for example. You're like all right. Chat GBT. Maybe you did it last night. Uh, make me my agenda for Friday. I got to drop the boys off at uh, daycare. I got to be at Chris's for the podcast at nine. He's in um, Middle Sackville. Uh, maybe you got a meeting down in Dartmouth um, at one thirty, And then right. you got to be downtown for like a hair appointment at three. And you're like, hey, make me a schedule for the day with all this and it'll literally go all right you got to wake up this time you got to be here there and boom, 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 boom. and then if you have the repeating can you, know, you, can, you can you like make it for google calendar <laughs> uh, that's a great it question probably has templates <laughs> that's a great question but it'll literally make you like an agenda for the day that's so good and speaking of google calendar i have a google home there okay and i never thought of it i was sitting there i was like plugging in stuff in my calendar and i go wait a minute I just go, it'll probably answer me, but I go, hey, Google, schedule a new event. Right. Might have not heard What's that. the title of the event? Right? Oh, my God. That's so And then cool. I'll go, Chloe, podcast. Okay. When is the event? Tomorrow, 9 a.m. All right. Then I'll go, Chloe, podcast tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Do you want to save that? Yes. Yeah, that's so good. And then it's in your calendar. See, I use, so like this is actually one of the videos that I, I've got like uh, planned for all of the like ADHD content that I do um, is just like how to hack your iPhone. And honestly, I just use, I just tell Siri to do everything. Like I'll be like, so say we're sitting here and we're having a conversation and and then I, whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. So like, whatever, like next week we'll do this, blah, blah, blah. And then I just am literally like, hey, Siri, remind me next Thursday at 9 a.m. that I'm going to call Chris at 10 a.m. And then just like, yeah, boom, same idea. Up. Right. And then, uh, yes. oh, <laughs> sorry, all of our robots are right. starting to interfere. <laughs> Don't listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, or I'll be like, hey, uh, because I find sometimes the reminders are like a little weak if, if it's something that I'm like really concerned about. And if it's like within 24 hours, then I'll use an alarm. Right. So if I'm like, oh, okay, I know that I need to pick up onions on the way home and I'm going to forget to pick up onions on the way home. Right, and right. I'll be like, hey, Siri, set an alarm for 430 and label it. Onions. Pick up onions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So I use, I seriously, no word of a lie, like I do that five times a day and it's the only way that I remember how to like that I remember to do anything oh, that man. I'm supposed to update a client's program that I'm supposed to have a coaching call because I just fully don't remember anything there's a lot of stuff up here there's just too much going if on if I don't have it in my notebook <laughs> it's a lot oh, of genius we'll call it genius yeah that's what we got up there genius. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I'm fully on board I think you know kind of goes back to the ADHD thing but like I got to write it down. And it's like, if you're talking to me too, like I got to be like, you, like 
if we're having a conversation and I'm looking on something over here, like, I hear what you're saying. But you but don't. But it's going. Oh, my God. Like my wife is like, well, I told you that. I was like, listen, Caitlin, I you, love you. You might have. But was were, did you have, like, my full attention? Yeah. Like, was I looking at you? She was like, no, you're doing something else. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, just for the record, like, not to be mean, but, like, if I'm not looking at you, there's 99% chance. It. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, background noise. Yeah. Because I'm focused. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just, like, super focused on whatever I'm doing that I just, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, like, a hyper focus. I think um, a big thing, too, for me is literally, like, it's even, well, okay, even, like, in this situation here. So there's, like, just the lights and the whatever. There's no element. I'm used to cameras and lights and mics and all this. It, does, it doesn't. It doesn't make me nervous, but it's just, it distracts me a little bit. It's a little bit of like a, it's just a, it's a stimulus. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of, yes, sensory overload. And I, especially like as a mom. Oh, you're trying to take everything in. Danger, danger. (laughs) Like trying to stop everything. This is just a five, like the 5 PM, just full freak out that I have every single day when it's like. The TV is going. I've accidentally left open all of the cupboards and the dishwasher's open because I'm unloading the dishwasher. The sink is running. The TV's on bus and then the two kids are screaming and then Ben comes in. He comes home from work and it's like, and and I'm just like, (laughs) ah, like I need to go just like sit down and be in a dark room and turn all the lights off and just, yeah. Sure, a lot of new moms or moms with two kids could definitely relate. Oh my God, yeah. And I think that, yeah, there's two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, I've got two boys and they're, they're three. Well, my youngest little, little guy, he's going to be three on Monday. And I know, which is just like so insane. And, uh, and then, yeah, Shawnee, my oldest, he's going to be five in August. So, wow. It's just like, it's so busy. Yeah. Between them and then just like trying to make sure that my house isn't a complete shit pit all the time. And like, work oh jesus i'm like determined to pull this thing out that's all um and work and uh trying to like stay in shape and just yeah just all life's crazy that is going on it's a lot lot to manage absolutely well i had a couple questions for you i know we've been kind of just like kind of naturally talking here and i think probably some people got a good idea of uh who you are but anyway (laughs) we're a little late with the introduction but you know i wanted to welcome you to come on the show uh chloe smith (laughs) Uh, coach by Chloe. Um, <laughs> so I think we got a little bit about who you were, but if you want to kind of layer in kind of yeah. a little bit more about, uh, yeah, about so yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so <laughs> for the viewers, like, like we met like almost eight, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. We were both in the fitness sphere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's been a while. It so. has. It's been, yeah, it has been a while. I feel like it's, it's funny. Like those sort of, I feel like we would be sort of like fringe, you know, like people that kind of come in and out of your life. And it's hilarious. But we just, I guess, have ended up having very similar interests over yeah, the years. 100%. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Today, I guess I'm an online lifestyle coach. So fitness and nutrition and kind of life coaching is definitely my jam. Yeah. Big personal development gal. I am a mom. I have two little babies. Um, very passionate about mental health, um, ADHD. I love to talk about all of that. I'm busy, yeah, <laughs> really busy. I'm a wife, I mom. Love it. I, I love motivated people. Yeah. And it I, motivates me to see people putting in the work and then I'm yeah, like, I got to put in more work. Me too. Me too. I think, um, yeah, I guess, it, but I haven't always been that way. I have always been the type of person that like, if I set my mind to something and I decide that I want it, like, 
good luck to anybody that tries to get in my way. Yeah, man. <laughs> my parents would attest to that. I was like definitely a uh, hard-headed child, and that hasn't really changed. My grandpa used to call me old hard rock. Hard rock, yeah. Because I had a hard head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my grandpa right there, actually. Aw. Yeah. Oh yeah he's God. not around anymore, but he's a pretty big uh, influential guy in my life. Oh, so. yeah? yeah? Yeah. Is he your um, dad's dad? Dad's dad. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. lived like I could like basically hit his house with a rock. Like just up from the here. Way. Like when I grew up oh, down in Argyle, okay. down the South Shore. Okay. Um, in Argyle specifically, uh, we were just like on a dirt road laneway, like rural yep. Nova Scotia. And they were yep. at the top. And then there was Aww. like one house, which used to be my aunt and uncle's. Yep. And then there's ours. And then there's the ocean. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, they're right. South Shore is so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I'm so nice. them like, they're, I wouldn't call them ignorant. They're nice people, but like, mom's like, I don't understand all the people that are <laughs> all up in arms about being on the water. She's like, I've been here my whole life. It's not that big a deal. I was like, spoken with true ignorance. <laughs> 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 I was like, you know, you're just accustomed to it and take it for granted. But yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, he's a huge influential part of my life. So, um, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought that. here. Okay. We'll cut it out. Yeah, but. no, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, motivated people um, definitely drive kind of, this is the whole point of the podcast. It's just to get the the voice out there. Um, and yeah, you always, you know, in your past, like you didn't start out as a uh, kind of motivational kind of trainer and no. uh, lifestyle coach. Yeah. I knew you. I think you cut my hair once. You were yeah. a hairstylist. Yeah, back when I was the hair girl. So what so. drove you to get to where you are today? Yeah. Um, man, it's been a ride, I feel like, which is probably how everybody feels. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that. so. I mean, fitness has always been a huge passion of mine. Um, growing up, I definitely like I did not have an easy time socially. I really struggled. And I've opened up a lot about that recently, mm-hmm. um, just with like bullying and just my mental health was not good. And right. so for me, for a really long time, the gym and fitness was like a just a, a safe space for me. I felt like it was there. It, it might have been like a lot of other areas of my life I felt like I was like failing not as I was a good student and stuff like that but it just uh the gym has always just been a place where I felt like I was winning because as long as you show up basically you win you know like you can't really fail at it so as long as you're like consistently showing up and doing the things then you're always getting a little bit better even if you don't see physical results you're always growing mentally just to like force yourself through hard things right yeah and I think that um, discipline is something that I definitely did lack and even like it's still a struggle for me today like again not that I hate when people just blame everything on they're like oh ADHD this and that but I, I know myself and I know where these things come from which is good um, but but yeah so I feel like that's where the, the gym has taught me so much about myself um, I eventually got into, I well, so yeah, I, I went to hair school and I did become a hairstylist. I, I worked for a salon for like a very short period of time. Then I actually got fired. And when I got fired, oh, I went no. off. Oh yeah. I went off and did my own thing and it ended up being a huge blessing. And then, um, and funny enough, actually I have an amazing relationship with the, the guy that owns the salons that I worked at and he ended up hiring me back after I went and built my own clientele. Oh. So he actually hired me back years later, which was just a full circle moment so that so was amazing was a little lapse in his judgment um no definitely not no I got fired because I was like off in Vegas partying and just like didn't come back to work so it was totally earned. oh yeah okay <laughs> it's totally hey, I appreciate the honesty I was not a star employee no 
Um, but was always great with clients. And anyways, it ended up being a huge blessing. I started um, a, like a mobile hair business out of like a little suitcase living in an apartment with my mom. And I eventually started going around to people's houses and doing their hair. And then I eventually got a place where I like had my own setup in my house. And then that, that eventually. That was on the Bedford Highway? Yeah, and on the Bedford Highway. So first it was up in West Bedford on Innovation Drive. I right. had like a den in my apartment that I was living in. It was like okay. two bedroom and a den. Anyways. Yeah. And then the one that I had on the Bedford Highway was just basically like you saw it. There was no furniture. It was just like a studio. Yeah. And then I just had like a bedroom off to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I've definitely always had that entrepreneurial bone in me. Always like, yes, driven. Um. Mm. Just sometimes driven to the wrong things I think yeah. Um, but yeah I think I am definitely um, you know I think I've, I've sort of polished those parts of me I guess now at this stage of my life and yeah I think that the the fitness thing is completely unsurprising to anyone that's known me for a long time that I'm doing what I'm doing now yeah, um, I wasn't I, surprised. Yeah, no, and I think it, it makes all the sense. Like when I, it's funny because sometimes it takes you longer to figure out what you should be doing than the people that know you. As soon as I said, oh, oh God, I'm, I'm going to like, I want to start being a trainer. I'm going to, I want to coach. Like this is, shit, I think this is something, this is a real nugget I've got here. Yeah. And everyone around me was like, you think? You should have been doing this for so long. So I think the parts of, of, doing hair that I loved were, first of all, I loved it way more when I was running my own business. I loved the creative process. I loved building something. I loved that it, it felt like it started with just kind of like I said, like a little nugget right. that sort of like, you know, picked up momentum. And eventually after I had my own space, like in my home, um, I did move into uh, the student union building down at Dalhousie. I ended up like renting a space there. So I did have kind of like a commercial space for a period of time. And then I ended up going back to school at Dell. <laughs> so, did you? Yeah. Because, what did you take at Dell? Uh, so I was doing all of the my like health science prerequisites for the fast track nursing program. Okay. And then, yeah. Yeah. And so this was like, I got pregnant when I was in school with Shawnee. Oh. So, yeah. So I was. Kind of sh- yeah. Well, I was, ex- I got, so it's like a really difficult program to get into. Yeah. And I got accepted and I was like supposed to go in September, but I was due in August. Oh no. And this is me. Like I was just like, okay, well I'm like, okay, well I got a, I'm it. like, I got a month. I'm like, no problem. We were also living in Truro. And right. The, I remember yeah. you were, I remember you moved and that was kind of like where we lost with, contact. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Not that we had like a lot, but no. I just like, I went off the grid. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, the algorithm doesn't push anyone to me <laughs> from Truro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I I moved away because so my husband Ben is a car dealer mm. and so when we first got together he had just acquired um Toro Mazda. So we we started dating like immediately as soon as he was in the province and uh I this this is the point at which I was on the Bedford Highway. So this was right around actually probably when I would have seen you last. Really? Yeah, and um and anyway, yeah, so we did this sort of like, you know, back and forth three nights there three nights at my place I was going back and forth to Truro and that was when I decided you know what I'm going to get rid of my place and I'm going to move my business into the student union building down at Dow and I'll just commute and I I moved to Truro and then I ended up going to school and I had some classes at the Truro campus and some classes down at the downtown campus but anyways um yeah I think I did sort of it was, it was great. I still use all of what I learned in school. Like it was all about, I did all of my anatomy and physiology and psychology and microbiology yeah. and all of that. So it was definitely worthwhile. I do really love being a student. I, I like, I miss school and there's 
parts of me that like think about that all the time, even up until recently. Like, oh, maybe I should finish my degree. Yeah, I was um, a terrible student. Yeah, oh, really? Well, I don't know. It just goes back to like, I don't want to get off on a tangent and throw you off, but it just goes back to like, and I apologize for anyone that actually has it. Like, I haven't been like officially diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure like there's definitely something going on. But like, I just like, I don't know. I'd have to be interested in the subject to do 100%. well in it. So it's like yeah. marketing. I was like, oh, brands, marketing, strategy. That's cool. Right. Got a name in that class. Right. Um, communications. Yeah. C. I was like, right. I want, you want me to sit here and Which learn how to write and... an email? Now I got chat GPT can do it for me. <laughs> we didn't With know no that mistakes, then With no mistakes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like, I had to be into it. So if you couldn't like keep me engaged and I'm very much like, I like to do it. I like to do the stuff. Right. I learned the best. Like jujitsu, for example, like I'm huge jujitsu guy. Okay, yeah. Um, and it happens all the time. Like my buddies are my coaches, right? And they know they'll like, do you need us to do that drill again? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Or they'll be like, hey, Chris, are you paying attention? Yeah. But then I can just Story watch. Story of it, my entire right? life. Yeah. But then I can just watch them do it once, and it's good. And right. And then I can just do it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's like. You got to get my focus over there. Yeah. Like, you know, the prof like the professor's talking in university and then I'm thinking about the assignment I got due tomorrow that I probably didn't start yet. Or like, right. I mean, I did good in the end, but it took me a while because like in high school, it was just like, I'm just going to play hockey. And like, I didn't study. Right. And I, did, I got good grades and nothing was prepared. Yeah. You know, so when you were in university, were you playing hockey? In university too? No, or? high school. I kind of, I broke my leg in uh, the tail end of like Ooh. grade 11 and I made like the junior C team, which is really nothing in Yarmouth. Uh, yeah. And the idea at the time was like, oh, if I made the junior C team, maybe I'd get affiliated with our A and then, you know, I had the big aspirations when yeah, I was yeah, a yeah, kid yeah, to yeah. be in the NHL and then mm -hmm. I figured out in grade seven that I was going to be five, six for the rest of my life and <laughs> dreams were shattered and I had to focus <laughs> on the next best thing. So, uh, relatable. Right? Yeah. I was like playing, I was super into volleyball and then I was like, this sport has outgrown me. Right. Not I am hops. five foot three yeah. and I can't jump for shit. So I'll be a great libero, but that's right. about it. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the point at which I started to get like super into the gym was yeah. when I just like, I kind of, yeah, I, I always loved sports and like growing up, I mean, in like junior high school, I played every single sport. Yeah. Like as I just wanted to try out for every single team and yeah. I loved it and I did, I played a bunch of, played a bunch of them, but like the only thing that I was ever really any good at was volleyball. And then also gymnastics and nice. then, but then that just evolved into like, I remember at the age of like when I say I've been into the gym for forever, I remember in junior high. So I would have been, um, oh my God, how old? 11? Like I did grade I started seven, working out really young. 11. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I remember begging my mom. I was like, I really wanted a gym membership because it was like, I went to, so I went to Cavalier Drive so you could walk to the Sackville Sports Stadium. And like, right. and I was like, I just want to be able to go to the gym after school. So, but you can't go on your own when you're, so you, first of all, I'm pretty sure you have to be 12 or 13, whatever it was. We lied about my age. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, conv I convinced my mom. I'm like, just tell them I'm 12. Like, who cares? I'm not going to know. <laughs> so she's like, okay. So we lied and said that I was like a year older than I was. I can't remember if it was 12 or 13. So that I could do a couple of um, sessions with a personal trainer. Nice. Because once you've done these sessions with a personal trainer, then it's like, okay, you're allowed to be here on your own now. So I did. And then it was, yeah, it was like all of grade, 
all of grade nine for sure, but maybe grade eight too. I used to just like leave school and go to the gym and I'd be down like running. Like I remember when you asked me like before if I was a runner at all, not today, but then I used to run a ton. One time I got on the treadmill and ran a half marathon just like. Just because. Just because. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've probably taken some ephedrine. Right. Hey. <laughs> and I was like, let's do this thing. We'll have to go for a run. See, you still got it in you. Yeah, I don't. I can <laughs> guarantee you. Like, I do not. I went for a run the other day because it's like part of the challenge that I'm running right now. And it's like, you just have to run. I took actually, I don't know if you've heard of the like couch to 5K. I think so I've seen you post something about yeah, it. Yeah. So like, well, the couch to 5K is not my program, but it's it's like a well-known one. And it basically takes you supposedly from being a couch potato to being able to run 5K. Yeah. So it's very, it's like, you know, run a kilometer or, or walk, a, a walk, a brisk walk, like 1.5 kilometers. And then you go up to two kilometers and then back to 1.5 and then 2.5. So I implemented something similar to that into the program that I'm running right now, my next 90 challenge. And yeah, anyways, I did two kilometers the other day and I was like, yeah, I think you'd be surprised, though, uh, how quickly you were progressed. It's 100%. just like we just got back to it. It's like, you can't just post one piece of content and be, you know, TikTok superstar. No. And you're not going to be yeah. an ultra marathon runner no. after day one running. So yeah. It's like you say, it's just like anything. And I think that's where people get lost. It's just like they want instant gratification for the one thing that they did they think is awesome. But you got to do so many good things. So many good things. And before you're, you get any return. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And like the reality is, it's like, yeah, exactly what you said. Well, but like I put all, especially you know, you're, if you feel like you're pumping out high quality content, you know, like anybody that is, works in the online space and like making content is your job basically, or it's a large part of your job. You have an appreciation for the work that goes into it. And so if you post like even just one piece of really high quality content and then you're like, fuck, it's not even performing. Like you like I do know. all this and it's like, this good 20 likes. Are you shitting me right now? Like, come and on. And you're wasting all your energy focusing on why you're not getting results instead of just producing more. Exactly. Yeah. Because the reality is people don't give a shit. People have like, they just don't like people have, 100%. people have such short attention spans that we now as creators have to figure out how, how to, to get them. Like I've got to put like, you know, I'm like putting a post and even like yesterday, like I posted, posted a reel. It was like a funny little reel about like living a balanced summer and being able to still like have a glass of Prosecco with the girls and like have a bonfire and not feel bad about it while you're, you know, getting fit. And I'm like, okay, trying to figure out. So I just put day drinking as like the scroll stopping thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you're I constantly trying it. to figure out like, you know, sex. Okay, cool. Now that I have your attention. Yeah. Da, 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 right. Yeah. So constantly just. Well, you want that to, hook, right? I'm yeah. not good at it either because I'll yeah. just go do my thing. But I got to work on the hooks too. Yeah, just constantly trying to figure out, you know, how do I grab the attention of people mm. for more? It's it's crazy. It's so crazy. It is We're crazy. all just overstimulated and just so used to that constant dopamine. Right. Right? Of like likes and comments and new video, new, 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 new all the time. Yeah. Right? I hate how addicted I am to like the oh. analytics. Oh my God. It's a problem. It's yeah, like, I don't think people talk about it enough. Yeah, but I've even caught myself. I'm like, man, I'm not even like, you know, why sitting on the couch? I'm just looking like, how many views does this thing get? Yeah, and it's like, oh man, it's like, I, I, it's like a love hate thing. Like I love doing it, but I yeah. hate how glued I am to like looking at how it's performing. Because obviously, there's yeah. some degree of like analytics because you want to do or create mm -hmm. content that's gonna be good. Yeah, but then there's like, you know that balance where you're trying to not be like consumed by it. And I find uh, like it's tough. Dude, I've been is like actually like literally just this morning, Ben was like getting so frustrated with me. He's like, 
get off your fucking phone. Right. And you that's are what I'm thinking so in my addicted. head. I'm just like, I, and I catch myself sometimes. I'm just like, I can't even admit to you what my screen time, my average screen time is. I don't it's, look. Don't. I don't look. <laughs> if you're anything like me, don't yeah, look. Yeah. It's alarming because now here's the thing though. Like you run your business from your phone and you know, you create content from your phone. Seriously, I, I have a hard time like thinking of pockets in my day where I could be like, when can I actually seriously not be on this? Other than like, you know, now I'm trying to make it a habit to just like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Me, it's like after eight, fuck off. Like, I can't. Right. I mean, yeah. Six if is you're tough. messaging me to buy a house at eight, I mean, come on. Like, just call me in the morning. I right. mean, unless it's like. I don't know. There'd be some specific circumstances, but it's like, you know, I've been, I'm up at five. I'm right. in bed by nine 30. I need an hour to just like decompress shut my brain off, yeah. watch a Netflix show. So what do you do? Is that your, like, that's your, yeah. your sort of, like, if I cool can't, down? yeah. If I can't just like lay on the couch for like at least 45 minutes before I go to bed, it's like, it's, uh, it's oh my God. It just destroys my I know. Yeah, it just ruins me. I know. It's crazy. So, like, for us, it's like we have to get the – we have to put the kids down. And, like, in an ideal world, sure, they would go down at, like, 730, but they just don't. Like, they're up and they're kind of like this until right. – You got to shuffle like, back in the room. And so, like, yeah, until, like, 8, 830. And then it's like if I want to get up at 5, which, like, I have an alarm that goes off at 445 every single day – and lately, I'm not gonna lie, last couple of weeks I've been really slacking on snoozing it. But um, but I the ideal circumstance for me would be to be in bed and asleep by 10 o'clock for sure. Me, that's so, max. Yeah, latest. like my max. I know like if the time is beyond 10 o'clock, I will just like adjust the alarm to like five something because I'm just like, this is just not happening. I can't get I can't get up when if the number starts with four, I am not getting up unless the number is below 10 yeah. when I need to go to bed, right? Yeah, so 100%. and it's so important. But when you actually do though like when you get that mastered when you're like no I'm in bed before 10 and I'm up at 5 it's the best feeling ever for me if you're if you're a morning person like I don't understand people that aren't morning people I'm like you you first woke up like you got you're fresh what are you doing we yeah (laughs) what are you doing or I think the other thing too is just like I don't know there's got to be an element of it of it's just like Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. Do you know Joe Dispenza? Yeah. So he gets in and he talks about how people can't get out of bed in the morning. And like the reason why they can't get out of bed in the morning is because they know everything that's going to happen. They've lived the same day over and over and over again. If they're not in the process of like building anything new or learning anything new or doing anything new. I get bored really. You're just so bored. So of course you don't want to get out of bed. Right. And I think that you get in a rut. And I think I I struggle with that. Like I've been on fire with like my business and my energy and fitness and everything like that since like the when the new year rolled over. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't usually get super fired up about New Year's stuff. But I don't this year. I was like I took it very seriously. I got the board. I got the calendars out. I got the boards out the list. Like I made a vision board. I I made a vision board. Resolutions. You mean like I made not a resolution. Because I'm not into those. But it was just like, Your goal. this is what I'm doing this year. Okay. Period. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So these are my goals for the year. This is my plan. You know, if I want X number of clients at X number of dollars per month, I need to have X number. You know, if I want to make X number of dollars this year, like I have it mapped out like quarter by quarter. This right. is what I need to be at. And I put it all on a board and I went like 10 year. Half the vision board is for 10 years. Half the vision board is for this year. And I 
put it up on the wall right outside my shower. I was just going to ask. Where yeah, it was. I yeah. put it on the wall you right outside my shower every day. Yeah. And then I made like a tracker on a whiteboard to like track my sales and my leads and all of that stuff. And I put that that's right beside my bed. It's the Perfect. very first thing that I see when I wake up in the morning. That's great. So but that's like the first year that I've done that. But here's the thing. As we came to the end. So when we were like the other thing that we really we, we like to like we like to party a little bit on the weekends and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But, but we just were completely fucking useless when we do it. Right. <laughs> it ruins everything. So. Um, so, yeah. So we just had to be like really mindful about like how we choose to do how and when we choose to do it so right. we're like all right i'm like i'm not doing anything i just need to push all of my social obligations to the side i'm doing nothing but just like tunnel vision on work for the next like few months and so as we're coming to the end of the first quarter of the year i'm like i am so burnt out fuck and i like start to notice that and then that's normally when i just go boop 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 boop, boop, boop. and then it's like i'm getting up at seven and oh. i'm not getting up on time and my house is messier and i'm not as on the ball so I think a lot of times what will happen is like if you're the type of person that goes pedal to the metal and like you like to go, 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 That's get up me. at five, yeah. in bed early, keep the house good. Like the kids are for me. It's like kids are taken care of. I've got all their shit together all the time. Like eventually something's got to give. Like you just you're not a machine. Right. And I, know, I, I treat can myself like one. Yeah. Sometimes. And like sometimes we can, we can really trick ourselves into into it being like no I got this I can do this because you sure can like for a period of time but everyone is going to hit a wall eventually and I I work with my clients on this all the time is it's not about trying to avoid hitting a wall you're gonna hit a wall if you're a human being if you're if, if you are operating at that high of a capacity for any period of time it's not a matter of if but when you burn out so the important part is to start to train yourself to notice when you're burning out so that you don't go from 100 to zero. Maybe you just go from like 100 to like 70 for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then a period of time where you shut it down to zero. You need a Just day. for a minute, you know, a day, a couple days, whatever. And then you're back up to 70 and then you can keep taking along 70. And then guess what? Like seasons will happen and things will come along where like you're back up to 100 again. But yeah. if you can... If you can shorten the amount of time that it takes you to notice that you've fallen completely off track, right? Like to just less and less time each time. People talk about like falling off the wagon. Yeah. It's not about not falling off the wagon. There is really no wagon, but you know what I mean. Right. So it's not about not fucking up is <laughs> the better way to put it. Am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Good. Um, so, because <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, there'll be a lot of beeps in this episode. That's okay. But, but yeah, it's not about not fucking up. It's about shortening the amount of time that it takes you to realize that you have fucked up right. or that you have fallen off track or you're sort of, you know, losing it a little bit. And then eventually it takes you, maybe when you're first getting started working on a new business or working on your fitness goals or whatever it is, maybe it takes you months, right? Like I think a lot of people, that's the thing. It, it, it takes them, no oh, shit, like I've gained 20 pounds. <laughs> like it's been six months yeah. since I've been consistent in the gym, right? Right versus now I think I, I'm not perfect, and but I'm, I'm sure you're the same. It's just it takes you a lot less time to notice that you've fallen off track. And that is the name of the game, 100%. right? There's always going to be fuck-ups, but like how long does it take you to realize that you're down here right now and then just like get yourself back up there? 100%. You know, eventually it's like, you know, hours. And really, really, really sharp people, like you look at like the highest performers in the world, they check in with themselves like every hour. Where am I at? Like, am I on track, right? I don't know. I just, I think that's a 
an interesting concept. 100%. I mean, I'm like all go and not much woe, but like even recently, like, you know, I've been doing this like foot like through the floor on the social media since like mid-December. Yep. Um, I tag my guy that does all my listing photos in my Instagram profile and uh, he does help me with the editing of the podcast, but like I self-film everything and then all my reels I do myself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back to the burnout piece, like we're getting to the point soon where he's going to be scheduling and, you know, probably doing a lot of the editing too. Because yeah. like, you know, I'm a huge Goggins, Cam Haynes fan and I'm always like, yes. yeah, nobody cares, work harder, yeah. stay hard, fuck balance. But like, <laughs> man, hard. some, you know, some days I just look at my wife, I'm like, I'm not doing anything but what I want today. Like I need to, Yeah. Like, maybe I did like, a day and a half worth of batch content mm-hmm. and I scheduled it because I do all that too. Um, sometimes you just need a second or a couple hours, go walk the dog, go mm. fishing. You know, mm-hmm. I do it. I do too much stuff is the problem. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's important. Like, you know, balance is important, but getting to where you want to be, you know, is for me is is even more important but uh you know do it in the right way where you can sustain it yeah and yeah. recognize when you're having some struggles but uh yeah 100% yeah um another thing I wanted to ask and let the viewers know too yeah. like you know your services your trainer mm-hmm. uh wellness coach uh specifically more so targeted to women but also yeah. you said you're not opposed to working with men if it's the right fit yeah um so can you tell uh, tell us a little bit about the services like yeah. what you know, what you provide, you mm-hmm. know, what benefits, if somebody hires you, they can expect to, uh, yeah. to see improvements in their life. Like what, uh, yeah. tell Love us a little it. bit about that. Nice opportunity for a good plug. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so obviously like I'm an online wellness coach, mm-hmm. so I coach, I teach people basically how to live a healthy lifestyle. I teach them how to work out. I teach them how to eat properly depending on their goals. Um, but I'm really not like, I mean, sure, if you work with me, you will probably experience some form of body recomposition because that's just the way she goes. Um, And a lot of people will come to me with those goals, but that's really not like my main shtick. Um, I'm very much like I like to teach people how to live a balanced lifestyle. If you have a goal, if you're a female and you have a goal of being like 10% body fat, like don't hire me. Right. I don't have an interest in like – Dieting teaching, you down to nothing. Yeah, dieting you down to nothing, burning you out, ruining your metabolism, yeah. um, fucking up your hormones. That's that. just yeah, not my know. not my jam. Yeah. And by the same token, also, like I feel like I'm I'm also not I, I, I think that as an online coach, there are a lot of people that try to play in wheelhouses where like they don't belong. So it's like know your strengths. For me, like I, again, I'm, if, if you want balance, if you want to figure out like how to manage your time better to literally just make the time to build healthy habits, you need to learn like consistency. You want someone to be your hype girl. You want to build confidence. That's really my wheelhouse. I feel like that's more my strength. The fact that I just happen to have like years of experience and know a lot about like how to diet properly and how to work out. Those are very like second to really what I work with people on. It's it's like it is a big part of it. I teach people how to do that, but it's it's much more about um yeah, just like getting getting inside your head and figuring out like what makes you tick the way you tick and like what's also going on in your life like 
are you working a job that you hate? Are you in a relationship that like with somebody that you can't stand? Or do you feel stuck? Like, are you struggling with parenting? Like, what's the overall scope and like landscape of your life right now? And then once we get a handle on that, I help you actually just tangibly figure out how to manage your time and how to get it in there. And then as a nice bonus, I also give you wicked workouts and teach and give a zillion really awesome recipes and like teach you how to grocery shop and how to stock your pantry and like all of these things. So it's really holistic, um, the approach that I use. And I, I don't, sure, I think it's great if people come to me and like I, I, a very, very like core value that I have in my business. And I knew that this was true oops, when I started it. Um is if you have if your goals are only physical um great I think that like that's awesome and I I will help you but I will always try to uncover sort of like why you know if you if you come to me and you're very blatantly obese and you have like a huge weight loss goal okay I can for sure help you out with that and at the same time I will figure out what is it that you're actually after, right? Like, because a lot of times if people come to you and they have a body recomposition goal, you think that losing weight or getting to a certain body fat percentage or having a tight butt or a six pack of abs or like sculpted arms in your tank top or whatever else the media sells you, um, what you're really after is a certain feeling, right? So you want confidence. You want to feel sexy. You want to feel like, you know, wanted by your partner or um, accepted by people or loved or whatever. It's usually emotions and feelings that you're after, not just a physical, tangible thing that you can see. Um, so I have all of the time for people that come to me that have those goals but I will always, always try to reverse engineer and figure out like kind of what's the deeper root of that goal, you know, and and try and hold space for people who maybe aren't at a point in their journey yet where they do have all of the love and acceptance and everything for themselves um, and help them work on that. So, yeah, that's definitely a big part of the type of coaching that I offer. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Great to hear. I mean, you know, my experience with coaches and I mean, I had some pretty good ones, but it was more in the competitive sphere. Um, totally. You know, they were very much focused on the result and, you know, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much about who Chris is, why are you doing these things? So, And I think it's important, you know, in any business, it's like, you know, why am I a realtor? You know, I want to help people right. get out of whatever situation they're in and elevate them to the next chapter of their life. Now, whether right. that's buying their first home, selling their starter home, yep. upgrading to their forever home, which, yep. I, you know, we're doing that with some clients right now. Mm-hmm. It's super fulfilling. I'm not there. Yeah. You know what? You hired me. I provide a service. I get paid for it. Yeah. But the biggest thing for me is like, well, we always got to put a plan together. And it's like, you yeah. know, I got clients right now. They got, um, you know, they got long-term plans they got short-term financial plans yeah um you know they had some changes in their lives that mm-hmm. you know they've shared and, and you know justified why we're making these changes and oftentimes like to understand what people really want you need to fact find that stuff it's like well 100%. we want to buy a new house it's like well why like what are you right what yeah are your aspirations what are your goals i mean it's not my job to coach people yeah but it kind of towards but, them but, but it's like yeah. i want to direct them and set them up that like the house we're getting is going to align with their life goals so that's yeah super awesome that you're really focused on like why they want to get there and helping them kind of get to that realization yeah and like hopefully that continues to keep them motivated so then maybe if they don't keep you on long term then you know that when 
they're done with your program and you maybe you check in they're still doing great because you set them up for that a hundred percent and that's like a huge so two points so just remind me to come back to education but but to touch on yeah to touch on what you said like I think that the, the, the reason why I, like I said, I do, I, I want to hold space for those people who, who come to me, who like have those physical goals. If somebody comes to me and they're like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm like, okay, absolutely. Get a girlfriend. I get you. I feel you. It's fine. If you have physical goals, like, let's go, let's get you that. Hey, everybody that, likes feeling Get that big round good. butt and yeah. like whatever you're after. I get right. it. Um, but again, always reverse engineering that. But at the same time, I have a lot of people like now there's, I feel like there's, it's very black and white on the internet. There's still the very sort of like, I believe outdated old school, like get your like tone tank top arms, like right. tone in 20 days or whatever. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of that. It's all bullshit. Um, and, and I think like, that's fine. Cause the thing is, it's, you really, really have to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to have a lot of integrity as a coach in this space to not sell that way. There's a lot of I think because there's a lot of people that, and I'm not like hating on coaches that do it. I get it. It sells programs. It also gets people awesome results. And like sometimes that's what they want and like good for you. I'm not hating on it. I just don't believe in my business. I I tried it. I literally am not even going to lie. I did probably a month ago. I posted a before and after photo of a client and I took it down because I just was like, nope. Wasn't and your, it was wasn't your it was very well performing post. I got traction from it. I got messages from it. People looking for co- took it down because I'm just like I don't stand by that. I don't like it. I don't like the messaging. It's not going to be me in my business, and mm. I don't judge anybody else that does it. I understand why you do it, but then there's this other whole side of the internet that's the fluffy like body positivity, and we love every wrinkle and dimple and like curve and what. And it's like okay. I love what you're putting out. I love what you're saying, but I also don't buy it totally. It doesn't feel really authentic to me. And kudos to anybody that has like, especially like, and it's not just women, it's men, there's pressure on men to look and behave and act in certain ways. I think there's a lot of, you know, heat on the the people like to say, oh, there's all these pressures on women. There is a special set. It's all performance pressure on us, I think. Yeah, and also like an emotionally stifling sort of thing that you guys deal with too. But for women, I think it's like there's there's so there's this buy your like tone tank top arms and your six pack abs and this and that and buy this program is gonna shred fifty pounds in five weeks and whatever. And then there's the like, well, I just love every single thing about myself and I don't need all this. It's like can we find a middle ground here? And that really is what my goal was with like the underlying drive of what I do with my clients is it's like, I want to hold space for you and I want to hold space for you. And then I want to help sort of like, (laughs) like I would never try and talk anyone out of this. If you really do, if you're loving on yourself and you're cool with everything. But I think that that full body positivity for most people is like a real stretch. It's a real stretch to be like, I love Everything in my exact form as I am, I think it's very inhuman to think that. It's unrealistic. And I think that if you can, maybe the middle ground for me would be like a um, body as opposed to positivity, more like neutrality or like acceptance, right? So I like to work with people on if you want to lose 40 pounds and you want to have like a full body recomposition and crazy this crazy transformation, I will absolutely like support you every single step of the way. But... 
I will absolutely not tolerate listening to you talk shit about yourself every single yeah. day until you get there. So how do we get you to a point where you can at least just accept or be more neutral about like where you are while you're in the process of working on becoming whatever it is you want to become so that number one, it makes the process way more enjoyable. And number two, I hate to burst your bubble, dude, but the process does not ever end. There's not going to be some finite, you know, magical point that you come to where all of a sudden you're like, no, I just love everything about the way that I am right now. And then you stop. No, no, that's not existent. It is a constant journey and a constant process. So if you can, yeah, like I said, learn to sort of just accept where you are more fully in, in, in the process of becoming whatever you're trying to become, you're going to, you're going to learn to actually enjoy the process of like always becoming better and it just becomes like yeah. a project not um this thing that you need to fix about yourself all the time it's just like i'm just working to be better and then wherever i end up i end up yeah i think that leads in uh, you mentioned edu- education and just a segue for me is like you know understanding why you're doing it i think gives you oh a ton of God. value so much to continue to do it yes yes Yeah, like I say to my clients all the time, like every sales call that I get on, like I'm I'm always just like, love ya. And if you want to hire me and like we want to work together for the next 10 years, then like, who knows, I'll probably be bored of this after 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but if you want to hire me and you want to work with me for for years, like, cool. But and like, happy to happy to help. But ideally, I would work with you for like a maximum of maximum of like a year. Yeah, you should you be know able what to I get mean? a handle on yourself. Yeah, that time. because I think that because the goal is I think a lot of coaches and I'm not just talking fitness coaches. I think business coaches. I think people who, you know, there's like so many people now who work in the like coaches of coaches space and the business coaches of business coaches and the, you know, I teaching online courses and everything. So I think that. One of my least favorite things that I see people do is like when they hold all their cards really close to their chest and it's like, oh, these are my secrets. It's like, I didn't invent a fucking calorie deficit, dude. Like, I didn't invent a macro. That's not my intellectual property. I will shout it from the mountaintops. And if I can just like hop on a private call with you once a week though and like really, you know, take some time to teach you about nutrition. Like, I've worked with people like, you know, currently even like working with people who have like big time, like disordered eating issues and stuff like that. And it comes from a lack of education. A lot of times it's like people don't just, they don't know. They have no idea. They don't know what they don't know. How to feed themselves. So if I'm going to work with you for a limited amount of time, it is my goal. And like the foundation of what I do with my clients is like, I want to teach you as much as I possibly can in the time that we work together so that you don't need me you know, hopefully you're educated enough by the end of us working together that you can then go and pass everything that you learned along to your mommy and your auntie and your cousin and your sister. And like, cause the name of the game is it's not like, yeah, cool. Like we all want to make money, man, but we're going to make it. I really do believe that like, if you are more like focused on the impact that you're making, as opposed to the paycheck that you're going to get, which you you talked about this earlier, then like it's just going to come when you're not coming and operating from a scarcity mentality or a place of lack. Like you are going to just attract more. I don't to sound too like woo woo or whatever. But I do believe no, in that, true. right? You know, you're going to attract people into your network and opportunities into your life 
um, because people are just going to want to be around you because you're providing them value and you're providing them energy, right? 100%. Like that's what people want is like, especially in, in, in my business, I know for sure. It's like people, when they hire a coach, they just want to know that there is an energy source out there somewhere that gives a fuck right. if they went to the gym or if they have been eating healthy and whatever. It's that accountability and that knowing that 100%. like, oh, I'm going to have to get on the phone with Chloe right. and I don't want to tell her that I didn't do the things, right? Yeah, it's the same thing, like huge accountability. Um, you know, that's that's a big portion of it. And it's like, you know, the secrets. It's like, you know, I, you know, I haven't been doing this social media gig like as I've been doing it for long, but mm -hmm. like the amount of realtors that are like, how are you doing all that? What are you using? Yeah. It's, like, it's not a secret. Right. I use the captions app. I use CapCut. I just saw I you use, just got captions I, the other I, day. You know, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I do Adobe, you know, Premiere. I got some, some support from my buddy Noah at yes. NJ Media. Yeah. Shout out to him. And, yeah. um, you know, I'll tell you everything. I use AI. I use ChatGPT. Here, take, I'll write everything I do down. Yeah. For my con take it. You got to fucking do it. A hundred Because guess what? It's a lot of work. <laughs> I'll never give up. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think there's so you much. Know? There's so, so much. So go. Do yeah. it. Here, take everything I have. You want to use my gear? Come sit in my office, do videos. I don't give a shit. A hundred percent. And You got to do the work. Yes. I can't do it for you. I can give you all the tools, the program, the script, the schedule. I got my schedule up there. Yeah. If you want to do it, man, you can go ahead. And it's you not magic. Get ready to pull your fucking socks up and right. work, right? I've had over a hundred videos since uh, since mid-December on YouTube. You Holy know. shit. Good for you. Yeah. That's so good. That's so much work. Only got 30 subscribers, so, so like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. But at the end of the day, it's it's not just about, like, again, it's not just about the subscribers or the likes or no, the analytics the or whatever. It's about, you, no, but it's, it's, and it's, it's yes, you're making it for people, but at the same time, though, it is about you right. because it's about, again, like, who you're becoming in the process, what you're learning in the process, oh, all of the experience that you're having. Too. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's you, there will never come a day where you look back. This is how I look at it. There will never, ever, ever come a day where you look back on this season of your life that you've been in. So you talk like the big sort of like line in the sand for you was about like mid December. You were like, I'm really going to turn this shit up. So there will never, ever come a time in your life where you look back on this phase and you're like, ah, oh, like, geez, that was all a wash. Even if you're not selling real estate down the line or what, like no matter what, no right. matter where you end up, you'll never be like, oh, that was just so stupid. That was for nothing. It's like, no, you learned so much, That's right? Hard. There's so much valuable um, experience there and just character building. Like when you're constantly doing shit that's hard, it builds character. People don't get that. You know? And I think that's why, I think it's, I love what you said about how you're like, you know, people that, uh, you know, from a bird's eye view, it's like you're competing with them, other realtors, like, but the, if you, the reason why you don't mind telling anyone your secrets is because you believe in you, right? Yeah. So you're like, you can't I'm, I'm like, me. I'm like, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, there's, I'm in an extremely saturated market, but I'll hop on a call with any other coach and be like, you want to know how I like made my content? You want to know how I built this app or, you know, like now I'm actually, I was building my own app, but now I just use, um, Everfit, which is fucking sweet. I like, sweet. I was, I was a year and a half into the development process of Ooh. building an app, which is 
as much of a nightmare as you would picture. Yeah, tedious. Um, tedious does not even begin to describe mm. it. Um, <laughs> as I was working with uh, developers like from overseas, oh, and no. so there was a huge language barrier, yeah. eight and a half hour time difference, yeah. and nice guys like that I was working with. But I mean, to try to describe like I want you to move this one button one quarter of an inch over, yeah, and I was just like, but I can't do it. Right, like I can't do it myself, and I just want to grab the controls so bad and just be like, "Can I do this?" Yeah. But I can't because I don't right. know how to write code. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, like I would, I would hop on a call with any other coach and and be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give you anything that you want to know that I like that I know." There's gonna be things that you know that I don't know, and the way that I see it is, it's like one of the biggest things that I've done to level up my business is join a mastermind. So like this coach that I just hired. I'm now it's it's like a group coaching like mastermind program that I'm in for the next six months. And so I'm in a yeah, you should for sure investigate this. If you if you aren't in one or don't have one, you're totally the kind of guy that would create one. Um, you know, like as opposed to thinking of the people who work in the same space as you as your competition, like think of them at like, they're your allies, man. You guys are you should be playing for the same team and you will for sure come up against people who have that mentality of like competitiveness and it's fine to be competitive, but like you, you also have to understand that the people that are doing the same things as you can provide you value just as much you them. So now I'm in a group of like 20 other online fitness coaches that are like all over the U S and Canada. And we all might have like unique niches or whatever, but we're all kind of working on the same thing. There's also like relationship coaches and all that, but yeah. it's, it's the same kind of concept. It's best practice sharing. It's the it's ultimate the way of, nor of, of, of learning. Like, that was how I learned about the captions thing. Like right? one, of my, one of the girls from there, I was like, okay, girlfriend, like I love your captions. Where are they from? And she was like, it's a captions app. So yeah. then there you go. There's one thing. And anytime that I get stuck now, I'm like, okay, I'm launching this new program. I'm coming up against this hiccup. I'm not getting any traction on this. And then they're like, do a live, do a masterclass, like do this. Like they'll give you seven ideas. And then next week you're like, the cash is rolling in. People are signing up. It's just, it is by far, if there is anyone that is like just getting started in something, like I'm only, again, this is very much in its infancy too. But if you aren't in a masterclass, if you don't have, and it doesn't have to be necessarily formal, but if you don't have a group of people that are trying to do the same thing as you, that you are on in chats with and bouncing ideas off of and whatever, like, oh my God, you're selling yourself short. Yeah. It's such a massive value add. And it was one that I did is not cheap, but it was the, the most worthwhile investment that I've made in my business to date. hundred percent. I can attest to that. Um, I come at real estate. Like I ran a team for Unilever. I had nine reps, six regional accounts, three distributors. Yeah. And anyway, all the hats for Atlantic Canada. Yeah. And when I come into real estate, I kind of had took a, uh, I took an approach where I was like, fuck it. They're all my competitors. So I'm just, it's just me. Right. It's going to do it's me. It's a dog eat dog world out there. Screw everyone else. Yeah. Like I, and I, you know, I took some information maybe too seriously, you know, that, you know, don't cater too much to like all the brokerage stuff and you'll, you'll have plenty of time to talk to other realtors, like focus on selling and clients and, you know, networking and da, 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 da. And I think like that might've been the wrong approach. Cause to your point, since I've been with Remax, I switched brokerages. I was with Royal yep. Page. I switched to Remax. Yeah. That alone was a game changer. Yeah. Cause they didn't treat people like that. Yes. I walked in, they didn't, some, most people didn't know who I was from a hole in the ground. They were like, Hey, like, what do you need? You know, what do you need? Who are you? What's going on? Like, yes. oh, I'm, I'm from Royal. I think I'm going to sign. Oh yeah. We'd love to have you. They were having a barbecue. They're like, want a burger, beer it's community. And like, no, but you ask somebody there, anything, somebody's answering the phone. They'll answer your question. Yeah. Could be the best realtor in the brokerage. 
could be, you know, middle of the pack, could be somebody else starting out. Maybe they do have more information than you in some mm-hmm. sphere. Um, and everybody there is willing to, to share. Um, Naz, Craig, Ryan, the brokers, Jennifer, um, uh, they're all awesome. And, yeah. you know, they just run a brokerage like a business, like it should be ran. Not, right. They don't run a Mickey Mouse operation. Yeah. There's yeah. communication. We know what's going on. We got market stats and everybody gets along. Yeah. And when we get into deals, like I'm in a deal right now, hopefully be close, you know, not firm, but like hopefully we'll get an accepted offer by the end of next week. Yeah. And it's like, I love working with people from Remax because we're all working on the same shit. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. We want the big ship to be number one. Big time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no reason to treat people in your industry Although they may be competitors, you know, if they're in another province, who cares? Or, you know, they could be yeah. next door. Yeah. You know, you could be able to learn from them and, and who knows, you might need them someday. I think that anyone like, you know, everybody that you meet has something to teach you. If you talk to them for long enough, everybody that you meet is going to have something that they can teach you. They're going to have had some experience that will be very unique to you or they'll have a, you know, whatever story that could change your perspective on something yeah like anyone everybody that you meet has something to teach you and I think that when people are very competitive people and they're not open to working and collaborating with people like that I find it's always a matter of just like a a lacking self-esteem self-confidence like it's just insecurities right so when people are very insecure they feel the constant need to prove themselves the constant need to be better than everybody else and then they're less open to opportunities like that, right? 100%. Which is totally shoots you, shoots you in the foot. Because as you just said, it's like the biggest way that you can level up your business, especially as like a solo, you know, like a sole proprietor, yeah. like online entrepreneur. If you're like, even something as simple as like, man, working from home, it was just like killing me. Yeah. So I just started for me, I'm such an extroverted person. It's a shocker. And, um, <laughs> so Same. I was like, yeah. So now like we live in fall river, but I drive in and go to like uh, Cortado is my favorite yeah, yeah, <laughs> coffee yeah. shop. And yeah. I go work from Cortado, like literally Monday to Friday, nine to five, I work out of a coffee shop because I just can't get into the same like creative space. And I'm not even kidding you. Like even just yesterday, there were two different, it's funny. It was like a networking thing. Like I, I've, I've bumped into like four potential clients there that are girls that will come over and like sit down at the table with me and now have chats with me that I don't know them through a hole in the wall. But next thing we're talking about business and life and whatever. Yeah. And it's just cause I put myself in that environment. Isn't that great? It's the best. Yeah. Like it's, it's so organic. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. And I, yeah, I've even ran into like this one girl I ran into was like a past hair client. And then she was like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, Oh, like I'm a mom and I, I've like, I'm an online fitness coach and whatever. She's like, Oh my God, can I hire you? I'm like, sure. Right. So now we're in chat. So anyways, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, the the people and then, you know, by the same token, yes, the the professional relationships that you build are obviously important. And when you can work with people in a capacity where like that is specifically what you guys are working on together, that's what you're going to support each other on. Similarly, I think that, you know, if you have like these really big goals and aspirations, it's been said time and again, but it's just the circle that you run in. 100%. And the people, your social connections and the friends that you have, like, you, you can't expect your friends and family to be your number one supporter of your business financially. But if the people that are closest to you aren't like cheering you on and like excited for what you have going on a little bit, like that's a problem. Yeah. I had you to know? do some major jigging to my circle. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, blame it on the last three years of what we had to go through or whatever the pandemic and all the craziness. But like, 
the hardest part of growing and like maturing and getting older, uh, like nothing stays the same and you kind of no. gotta, you gotta, gotta accept it. And I guess a tough thing for me was like the people that I would have went to bat for any time, you know, right. just really weren't there to that degree for me. And for me, right. that's like, yeah, I mean, I guess we're still friends and you know, whatever, like I'm not making any grand gestures, but like, yeah, you can tell who's there for you and who's not. So like naturally I've made a shift towards gravitating people to people that want what, our energy want us yeah. around and, and yeah. they're asking for our time. You want my time? I'm, anyone asking for my time, man, I'm happy to give it to you. If you want 100%, it. hundred percent. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that doesn't want it, fuck you. We don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah, and like, you know, do your thing, no ill will, but like I'm into people that want me for what I'm putting out and who I am. And if that's yeah. not good enough for you, I'm sorry. I'm not changing. No. And, I'm, and I'm not saying that I don't change. I change and I grow and I'm always working on myself mindfulness books winning with friends you know always yeah, trying to yeah. good to great um you know always trying to be better but uh, yeah i can definitely attest to that like you know yeah. collaborating with people and you know lining up with people that are, are motivated and driven mm-hmm. might not be in the same industry but uh they very well could be and it's yeah. just like it's just a when I kind of made that shift and started exposing myself to people that were like motivated and, you know, working towards the same yeah. things, it was just like a big eye opener that it's like, you know, it's okay that things are changing. Yeah. It sucks yes. and it's tough, but you know, that, that acceptance piece was a, a big thing for me. And also like, you know, getting over the nerves of like starting something like this. Cause like, you know, very oh, much. What, I'm are people, like, what are people going to think? Right? What are, are they going to think? Oh, look at him doing a podcast. Who or who's look at him? He's going to be a realtor oh, now. Big, uh, big shot oh, realtor guy. Right. Podcast guy, social media guy. Oh my God. Be like, like imposter syndrome. Right? Yeah. Well, that's so the real. thing. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, what are you doing? Not only that, but I think like, you know, so a good friend of mine is, I remember like talking to him about, this is when I was already like, I'm like a year into like building this app and I had like done the soft launch of my business and whatever. And I said something, I can't remember, we were having some drinks, but I said something like, oh, well, you know, and I, I know like I'm young or I know I was like, whatever, you know, I'm like just getting started or whatever. And he was just like, whoa. And it was totally out of nowhere that he did. I was, and it's not someone that would normally like kind of call you out on something, but mm-hmm. he was kind of like that's really interesting that you would say that. Like, that's just like being like knowing you, like just in the capacity that I do and knowing what you do. It's really interesting that you would talk about yourself in the way of like not being qualified or like, that's you know what I mean? Hurdle like, for me. Right. It's like, he's like, that's really interesting that you would say that you shouldn't say that about yourself. Like he's like, dude, you're like almost 30 years old. You're completely obsessed with fitness and nutrition and everything. This has been your life for like as long yeah. as it has been. Bring the why would you not be why right but it's like yeah but I'm year one in my business and stuff which is true and I think that you do have to you really man like really got to work I was of the same mentality like when I started as a realtor um you know there's a confidence aspect of like you know when you start and like you know sometimes you just you get in that negative kind of mind space and self-talk and you just mm-hmm. think that that's you know that's what you kind of got to go through because you're new your first year you're whatever but um, I found like people can like see that. So oh, they can smell it from right? a mile away, like, right? This they guy's smell not, fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I like obviously like this has helped like the engagement uh, with my content and the feedback, and I'm sure you can attest to the same. It was super nerve wracking to put yourself out there. And now I'm so out there. It's almost like some days I'm like a little anxious because I'm like, man, my face is everywhere. Like, I looked at my Facebook business page. Oh, my God. 
analytics. And I don't know. Do you have a Facebook business page? You might want to make one because I had I do seventy thousand yeah. views on last twenty eight days on my page. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. That's I didn't insane. even know. Man, good for you. I like I. So I have. Um. So when I did the soft launch of my business, it was like coached by Chloe. Then I actually like renamed my business to Get Coached because I was like building the app, and I thought that was a little bit more scalable. And now it's just me again. And I, I don't know. I the plan would be, I guess, I don't really eventually like. I don't. I don't know if I want like a full team of like trainers underneath me. Like I don't know if I have an interest in doing that. I kind of like just being like a solo gal. Um. Anywho, yeah, so I, I, I do have, it was like coached by Chloe, and then I changed it to get coached, fitness and nutrition, and I just, I don't know, I have like two or three hundred like followers on the page. It's not a lot. Yeah, I just me neither, but that's effort. the thing. I guess like Facebook reels, Gary Vee. Oh, Gary Vee has been saying, so right. so that's what's going on with that. They're pushing So it. I should be pushing, so I do think I do push the reels to there though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they go there now. As long as they do. That's um, but yeah. But so I didn't the, even look at it. I was just like, oh, I'll check. I yeah, like, I sent it to my guy that kind of mentors me on my social, and he was like, "That's that's really good." That's crazy. Yeah, you talk about the like the anxiety of like putting yourself out there. Like, I think the the <laughs> I love the expression. I don't know if you've heard this before, but um, have you ever heard of a vulnerability hangover? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, you talk about a vulnerability hangover. Like, I mean, just lately, I don't really know what inspired it. It was well, yeah. So it was. When I started working with this new coach and she was like, you got to niche down, niche down. Actually, she said, niche down, niche down. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try this on for size. So I'm just going to put like, change my Instagram bio to I help uh, busy or no, I help like burnt out, you know, exhausted women with ADHD, uh, whatever, get their shit together basically is more or less the point of it. And uh, anyway, so I, I was just like, I'm just going to put this in my bio and just see what happens. And then like within 24 hours, I had like two messages from people being like, oh my God, I can't believe like you teach us with ADHD. And I was like, holy shit, this really works. So it's yeah. super specific. But anyway, so I just tried that on and then I was like, okay, well, fuck, I can't just like put that in my bio and then away you go. I have to start creating content that caters to this. So I just thought, okay, well, fuck, I, I, I eventually knew like all of this my experience, like I didn't realize how much it actually was centered around ADHD until I actually created the series. But I mean, talk about cracking yourself wide open on the internet. I got right into the like all of my, and there's just so much more that I could go into and I probably will, but you know, all of just like my struggles as like a little kid and like what that, what that looked like growing up and like how that then affected my self-esteem, which then affected like all of my relationships and how I showed up in all of my romantic relationships and friendships and, you know, just sort of the ripple effect that that had on my life. And, um, anyways, it was just super cathartic in a way to sort of like crack myself open on the internet like that but now I'm like oh my god now that content is just like out floating around there and like anyone can go look at it at any time it's like hey you want to know literally anything about me there's a lot there but that's what right? people want they yeah. want to relate they want you know that's it's uh it's genuine it's you know you're yeah you put yourself out there and you know people know that like through that content like they it's a comfort level thing it's like well yeah. if she's gonna put herself out there for us and what can she do for me? Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, it has been, you know, like ultimately 
if you know if you want to talk like kind of grand scheme and I mean we've all got goals like long-term goals and stuff like that but I really do truly believe that like my purpose on this earth is to help young women navigate similar struggles to what I dealt with um and so for me I think fitness clearly I think it's, it's probably coming through that like for me the fitness nutrition aspect of it is like it's a skill that I have like it's it's knowledge that I have so I can teach people how to do it but it's certainly not the bread and butter of what I do. What I do is is more like life coaching and, you know, personal development work with people and stuff like that. So ultimately, I think fitness is such a great medium that you can, you know, use to kind of immediately connect with people at like a surface level and then very quickly it escalates into something much more than that. Um, and... So yeah, I think that's kind of like grand scheme, like my sort of goal and dream would be like, if I could get, you know, as many 15 year old girls into one auditorium as possible, and then just have the opportunity to sit down and just be like, here's the thing, (laughs) you know what I mean? And just like, help them navigate all of what they might be going through kind of that time in their life, like young adults, like that would be my ultimate goal. And so right back to like starting to for instance this might sound silly but even just starting to teach group fitness for me like I was not confident or comfortable like first of all like speaking into a microphone speaking to groups of people like I'm not shy but there's a really big difference between miking up and cameraing up and speaking to a full audience of people or whatever is like a very very different like version of public speaking so anyways when I got into teaching fitness and personal training and all that the ultimate goal was I want to become I I know that if I want to do this this is the evolution of like how I'm going to need to grow in the meantime because if I want to do this well first of all right now I have no speaking skills I am not confident speaking into a mic I'd be petrified to get up in front of an audience and speak um and also I'm not comfortable enough yet sharing the stories that I'll need to share to really properly like land what I want to say and make Mm -hmm. an impact so I had to do all of this growth which it's just so honestly like again it might sound uh like silly or whatever but doing that series for me was like a huge huge sort of milestone that it kind of just like it was almost shocking to me that it just fell into my lap as like, here you go. Here's your chance to do it. You know what I mean? Like to sort of get comfortable talking about this stuff that previously would have made me very uncomfortable and to do it in a way that is public that like, fuck, I mean, I guess it could technically come back to bite me in the ass. I don't see how, but this felt like the very obvious next step in this direction, right? So if I don't start talking about what I want to talk about, start putting myself in situations where I'm doing the work that I really want to be doing, then like that isn't going to come. Yeah. You're selling yourself short. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm somewhere between where I was when I started and then like really where I want to go. But I feel like kind of getting to this next phase of comfortability, um, opening up and sharing and talking about all of this. Now I'm like, oh, it really doesn't seem that far-fetched for me to be like, hey, look, I like go to like a school or something and be like, hey, look, what's up? I, I'm an online coach. I specialize in like personal development and like I coach women how to build confidence. I have X, Y, Z, like so many stories that I can tell and whatever. Like, hey, can I take a crack at like speaking to students and talking about all this stuff? Like that doesn't seem like something that couldn't happen at all. 
Versus yeah. if you, if I would have thought that three to five years ago, it would have been like, yeah, no fucking way. <laughs> I could try and help out with that. I know there's a lot of women at Remax. I mean, we're mostly. I think we're like sixty forty women men. Oh, uh, we cool. got a huge, awesome boardroom. Love I mean, that. we might be able to try and get you in front of a few Remax like female realtors because they were kind of. Um, unfortunately there's been some issues like with random people like busting in on showings like women have been shown how anyway okay they wanted to make sure they had like some safety procedures okay for them and and uh, it's much uh, like a female oriented group okay um so there could be some interest uh to you know be yeah. better fitness you know wellness you health know, wellness coaching yeah a lot of them have kids i mean realtors are super busy sometimes yes you know, some they were like a, such an ideal client right? for me realtors. time management mm-hmm. you know yeah doing all the stuff, but like not, you know, like kind of like you're, you're all over your house and the next thing the husband's coming and all the things are open. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like being a realtor, like that's very much like the tune of our day is like so many things are happening and mm-hmm. like it's eating hard at, to Eating out of your car. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I actually, man, I would love that if you connected me with some of them because yeah, I'll no, chat with no the, joke, like I follow a lot of female realtors on my like social media. And if you're watching this and you're a female realtor, hit me up because yeah. I feel like there are, I actually like one of my longstanding clients is a realtor and, um, yeah, like there's just something to it. It's like, you're super busy. You're like I said, you're like eating out of your car, eating in drive throughs all the time. So you're on the beat a lot of like, obviously I feel like being a real estate agent also provides a lot of flexibility. So it does tend to attract that entrepreneurial sort of fly by the seat of your pants type. Um, and oftentimes like that is women with children too, right? Because it's like you usually like you're drawn when you have kids, you're more drawn to something that provides you with more flexibility time wise and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, realtors, my ideal client, yeah. like through and through. Yeah. Sign 100%. Up. Yeah. We'll see <laughs> what we can up. do there. Hit me up. Yeah, for sure. Um, just got a couple questions. I don't mean to cut us short, but I, yeah. I got a couple commitments I got to get to, and I'm sure yeah. you got plenty of stuff to yeah. do too. Absolutely. So I'll kind of do like a two parter. Um, you know, I know we kind of touched on a lot of stuff that drives you. Yeah. Uh, but what would you say really drives you to get mm-hmm. up in the morning? Mm-hmm. And the second part of the question is like, you know, you were you were originally in Halifax. You grew up here. You yeah. moved to Truro. Mm-hmm. You're back in the facts, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, we're the Halifax network here at the mm-hmm. podcast. And I often like to ask, like, why Halifax? Like, okay. if, you, if you were trying to tell somebody that's looking to move here mm-hmm. or thinking about it from, from, it could be from Canada, from another province, could be yeah. from another country. Yeah. Like, what would you have to say about why they should be here? Okay. Um, okay, so part one, uh, what drives me? Oh, man. Um, my kids, like my family and like, yeah, it's like my kids. I think um, I'm like in, I guess, a unique situation. It's like not that unique, but a very privileged situation in that like I work very much like because I want to work. Yeah. Um, I And I think that that has come with like a whole slew of like just crazy judgments and stuff like that that I would never have expected um becoming a mom I think that like when you are in a position where like you have kids and you're working as a woman because you have to work to like make ends meet um no one really bats an eye at that but like if you are in a position where maybe you would have the option to to not do it and then you do it anyways it's like well why are you like abandoning your kids they need you so I've I've definitely um yeah like I am very pro like (laughs) 
if if you want to, women should work and want to work. If you and if you don't, and like you want to be home with your kids, then like great. But I really personally, and I think that there's so many benefits, amazing benefits to like having moms and dads at home with their kids, like when they're little like that. But at the same time, like I needed to sort of retroactively build my career after I had children. And I'm very, very passionate about, I want my kids to grow up and be like, not only like, like, yeah, like look at my dad is a fucking hustler and he's fucking killing it. And like, look what he does. And also like, look at this representation of a woman that I have in my life. That's like an extremely hard worker and built something. So I just like want my kids to point at me someday and be like, my mom is a fucking badass and like yeah. she changed the world. Awesome. Like, that's yeah. ultimately what really drives me. That's yeah. a great driver. Yeah. And why Halifax? I just think Halifax is the best. I think um, like, man, I just love it. I love it. We're so close to the ocean and I've mentioned before, like I really love like the small business community around here is really great. Um, I just think it's a good size. Like, you know, it's like small enough that I mean, like I grew up in lower Sackville, but like I know people from all walks and all places like I can't go out and not run into someone that I know somewhere. Stuff, right. Small yeah. Way. Yeah. But I love that. I think. And I think also, too, um, I think that it's cool because if you are like a really motivated person, you kind of have the opportunity to be like a big fish, little pond in a yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I love Atlanta, Canada. I actually, I, I moved out to Edmonton for a little, I don't know if you remember that. That would have been before we were friends. Yeah. But I think I might've heard. Yeah. That. Yeah. So at one point, like before it was like right before I got into the like bodybuilding right, scene right, and whatever, right. when we moved back. But yeah, I did like, I left and I lived in Alberta for like a year and a half and not same. Wow. Not there's anything wrong with Alberta, but it's just the people, like the people on the East coast are the best. I'm actually like born. I was born in St. John's, Newfoundland. Okay. So like, I'm a full like Islander <laughs> East right coast on. girl at heart. And yeah, I just, Do I don't they know. They call you a come from away now. A come from away. Uh, I mean, I've been here since I was like four right. and I don't speak like <laughs> I come from away. <laughs> yeah. I don't speak Newfoundland. No. Um, but yeah, I'm just definitely, is it? Hey, it can be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I love the East coast. I feel like the people are the best and you know, I don't know what's going on. Probably cause we're like global warming, but the weather seems to be improving. Right. Yeah, it really does. And if, if I left, I always like say, oh, I want to live somewhere that like, you know, it's just hot all the time, but I would miss all four seasons. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm a big advocate for Halifax. I love it. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, and thanks um, for having me. Uh, yeah, you're you're more than welcome. Uh, I'm looking forward to collaborating again because I, I we didn't get to everything because we got some other stuff to do, but we'll <laughs> gladly have you on again. Yeah, uh, if you'd like. And uh, I've been doing a bad job at this, but if you want to plug in where people can find you, so we can highlight that yeah. in the video, where can they yeah. search you up? Are you on all platforms? Um, yeah, I need to be doing a better job of like spreading myself across different platforms. Um, my business page, yeah, yeah. My business page on Facebook is just get coached fitness and nutrition. And then on Instagram, just at coached.byclo. Perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you Well, you you heard it here first. Thanks again for coming. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You have a great day and, uh, I'll definitely be following along and I'm sure we'll be in touch. We'll be chatting. Awesome. Okay.